All right. Hey, everybody. It is 10.09 on Saturday night, a game that actually ended a little bit quicker than I thought it would. I have forgotten, obviously, to change the final score up top, which is not correct. Kentucky has just finished off a 35-28 to win over Missouri in Lexington in a game that I honestly have no idea how it was that close. Um, I, I'm going to throw some numbers up here, here for you. We're, We're going to look, look uh, here at the, the uh, stat broadcast, broadcast page. Kentucky ran, ran for 341 yards, 207 of them by Chris Rodriguez. Kentucky averaged 6.6 yards a carry. They averaged 7.9 yards a play. They held the ball for 33 minutes. And they generally dominated probably three quarters of the game. Missouri deserves a lot of credit for sticking around, for being in it. Um, I think Jalen Carlisle uh, in the first half with two takeaways. Sorry, there's probably an echo here. That's my fault. Um, but Jalen Carlisle was very good in the first half. He got Missouri an interception. He got Missouri a fumble at the goal. And he was 34 for 52 with 294 and four touchdowns. He Absolutely. Oh, by the way, he ran for 28 yards, so that's 322 all-purpose, basically. He absolutely did everything he could to drag Missouri to a victory, as did Tyler Beatty. 14 carries, 61 yards, 10 catches, 88 yards. The first Missouri running back ever to catch 10 passes in a game. He is, I believe, 61 yards away from being the first player in school history to run for 1,000 and catch 1,000 yards. So, Carlisle, Basilak, and Beatty, I thought, were very good. Um, it's real simple where Missouri is lacking right now, and that is on the line of scrimmage. Um, Missouri is not good enough up front on offense or on defense to win this game. Uh, they, they nearly pulled it off with a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors and, and some good fortune and some plays at the right time, but Missouri got absolutely beaten up front on both sides of the football, especially defensively. The, look, I, I'm going to be very blunt here before we open up the phone lines. On both sides of the line of scrimmage, Missouri is led by players who came back for a fifth or sixth year of eligibility. The reason you do that is because you're not good enough to play in the National Football League. In this league, you need NFL players on the line of scrimmage. Missouri really doesn't have very many. And if they do, they're probably younger. Um, so that's where this game was lost, was up front. I, I think Missouri deserves a lot of credit for hanging around, for almost pulling this off. Even if Missouri had won, I would have come on here and said, I don't know how they did it, and I'm not sure technically the better team won but it would have been a win obviously um Missouri hung around they made it interesting it's a team that doesn't quit it, I I really thought after Blaze Aldridge blocked the kick that Missouri was going to score I actually thought Chris Abram Strain was going to score on the block kick but even after that I thought the offense was was going to find a way to move the ball down the field and I think they would have but Connor Bazelak just didn't see a blitz, and neither did anybody else on the offense, and that put him in fourth and 13 with a quarterback who was limping around, and that's not a real good situation to be. Um, look, I think a lot of – I think this game largely went very much the way a lot of people said it was going to throughout the week, which is 
Kentucky has more talent. It has a little more experience, and it's a little bit tougher up front. I, that tougher might be unfair, but it made plays when it had to. Um, and I think a lot of Missouri fans took offense to that, um, but that's kind of what ended up happening. Uh, you know, Missouri was close. Uh, they made a game of it, but ultimately Kentucky was the better football team. Um, again, largely up front, but there, uh, there were a few other places too. Wandale Robinson was a difference maker that Missouri didn't really have at wide receiver in this game, to be quite honest with you. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. If you want to give us a call, um, there's the number right there, 573-234-4935. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. Um, that is the point of this show. Uh, hang on, let me move that so you can actually read the numbers. Um, but we're taking a look at these uh, these numbers right here. And let's uh, let's go ahead and go to the phone line. We got, we got the 314 area code. I need you to turn down the volume wherever you're listening. Let's go ahead and go to the phone Three one four. Are you there? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I talking to? Uh, Michael from St. Louis. What's up, Michael? How you doing, man? Uh, not too great. You know, don't love <laughs> watching the zoo lose, but you know, I know this team is not the best that can be on the field. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was an overall. Like decent effort, not great, but but to make a game of that, I thought was was relatively impressive. No, and I and I completely agree. I guess my issue is is you know our linebackers aren't great. We're getting a guy from Rice like that obviously can't compete in the SEC. So, like, do we need to hit the transfer portal harder? Do we need to recruit better? Like, is that going to be going forward? Or like, what are we going to do? Yeah, no, you need to recruit better is is the thing. I mean, and you're right. The linebackers aren't good enough. I think saying Blaze Aldridge can't compete in the SEC is a little too harsh. I mean, he he had he wasn't great in game one, but he had six tackles for a loss, and he made some play. He made more plays than I saw Devin Nicholson or Chad Bailey make. Let's say that. So I think that, that needs to count for something. Um, but linebacker is a weakness. There's no question. And that is – Look, transfer, when you go in the transfer portal, you're working with Band-Aids, to be quite honest. Um, and Missouri needs to, they need to recruit better, like, year over year, and they need to rebuild this thing. It's it's not a one-year rebuild. They need to they need to do it over the course of uh, multiple years, to be quite honest with you. They took Aldridge because they really, they were in a bad spot at the position and he was a one-year band-aid but but they need more long-term solutions no question yeah definitely you know what i'm excited simmons is coming in we flipped him from virginia tech you know that's exciting you know i see it in the pipeline it's you know, just not here now. No question, man. No question. Uh, they they definitely uh, they need some answers. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But uh, but you know, it, it, they're a little bit away, and I, I think we found that out last week, and and we found it out a little bit more this week. So you know that it's it's not necessarily fun, but it is reality. So completely agree. Thank you so much for your time, Dave. All right, Michael. Appreciate it, man. And. Uh, I tell you what, I'm trying to figure out how I exactly get to the list of everybody I have on the line because I have a like 
I've gotten like six calls and now I can't find them. And, uh, so yeah, that's where we're at to be quite honest with you. Um, <laughs> let's go. I don't know. Um, I know there's somebody from the 417 area code. Let's, let's, uh, let's go there. You with me? Okay. Okay, guys, here we go. We're going back. We're going back to the 309 area code. Who's on the phone? Hey, Gabe, it's Dalton up in Chicago. How are you doing? What's up, Dalton? How you doing, man? No, good. I, you know, I don't, I'm going to get in before people come with their uh, pitchforks and, and all that. You know, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm really impressed with how the team came back. I've seen this storyline years before. I thought this was going to be one of those 38-10 where we're sitting there going, oh, geez, look at this, look at this. I thought the team had a ton of fight. Uh, I think if Chris Abrams Strains runs that back, I, I am very confident that Kentucky goes back down the field, kicks a field goal, and beats us. I mean, we just could not stop the run. We couldn't stop it versus Central Michigan. We are just not there talent-wise in, in, in the front seven there on defense. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, hey, 314 area code that just joined. I'll get to you in a minute, but I need you to turn down your computer or whatever you're listening on. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you, Dalton. I'm very Okay, three one four. I gotta, I gotta get you out of the chat. Your, uh, your audio's messing us up. Okay. All right, we got all kinds of problems here. We need a computer turned down. Okay. Anyway, Dalton, I apologize for the uh, for the delay, but. Here we are. I completely agree with you. The front seven on defense is not good enough. Um, it, it's not good enough. Guys, when you call in, I need you to turn down your Hello. computer or whatever you're listening Hello? on. This is uh, – there you go. Okay. So, I'm answering Dalton's question. We'll get to – if you're on hold, if you're calling in, I will get to you in a minute. I got three or four guys on hold. Once again, if you are calling in, I need you to make sure the volume is down wherever you're calling in from. So, uh, yeah, Craig, can you hang on a minute, man? We'll get to you. No, you're good. So, uh 309 area code is Dalton. He's asking about the front seven on defense. He's right. Look, Missouri couldn't stop Kentucky. Kentucky was doing the same thing over and over. Chris Rodriguez was running at him for seven yards of carry. And Missouri couldn't stop him. They got – they just don't have enough on the on the front – it's actually a front six because they play a 4-2-5. But the front six isn't good enough. Um, I, it, that's, that's really where they're at right now. They're not quite there to compete with the upper half of this division. They ought to go beat Kentucky, South Carolina, and Vandy, but they can't quite get the upper half of this division. And Dalton, I appreciate you sticking with us, man. And sorry, it, it, we had some technical issues there, but I, I completely agree with the points you're making. Um, and uh, and thanks for calling in. And we're, we're going to go next to the 417 area code. Are you still with me? Yeah, are you there? Yeah, who am I talking to? Uh, this is Marcus. Hey, Marcus, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm not doing well, actually. I just don't understand how Arkansas can go into Tech or Texas can come into Arkansas and they can ship pump them. Arkansas is on their second year coach, and now we got drink in our second year, and we're just getting embarrassed at Kentucky right now. Like, what's happening where we leave Basilac on the field when he can't even walk? Well, I think I mean at that point, 
you don't put a backup quarterback in for for the last snap of the game. I, I'd I'd rather go with Bazelak to be quite honest. There, I thought that was the right move. I mean, I, Missouri lost by seven, and like, look, it would be great to have won this game, but Missouri, who knows? Maybe Missouri beats A and M or beats Florida. Um, you know, you think I, Missouri's going to be A and M, and we can't beat Kentucky? They might. I mean, it's not impossible. I don't even know what to say to that. Okay, yeah, I, you're. I I mean. It's it, look Texas. Kentucky's a better team than Texas. I think. I firmly believe that. Um, but it, good win for Arkansas. They played well tonight. Missouri didn't play well enough tonight. Um, but Missouri, like Missouri, beat Arkansas last year. So arguing that Missouri is significantly behind Arkansas as a program is, I don't believe that to be accurate. How many wins do you put us at for the season? Because I'm just looking down the list on the screen right now, and I I mean, I don't think we're going to beat Arkansas after tonight. I think six or seven. I think they're a six and six or seven and five team probably, which is what I thought before tonight because I always thought they were losing this game. I don't know. I just can't believe we left Bazelak in whenever he clearly could not compete at that level in the last play. I mean, I think you took – I think you throw Cook in there and just see what happens. It just was embarrassing to see Drinkwins leave him in there. And it's embarrassing to see that we lose to Kentucky whenever we're thinking we're going to compete with Texas A&M in a couple weeks. I, I'm sorry that you're embarrassed, man. I disagree with you, but that's that's fair. That's that's your take. All right, I'm right. good, man. Thanks for the call, Marcus. All right, we're going to. Uh, yeah, hang on. We're going to go to uh, next. We're going to the three one four area code. Who do I have? Three one four. Are you I, with me? I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm here. I'm not sure where I'm at in the queue. Hey, you're up. Uh, that's that. You're up. I'm talking to you. What's your name, man? Oh, very good. Good. On the plus side, I think the coaching was good today. I think some adjustments were made. I think the future is bright in that respect. Excuse me. No, go go ahead. If, if I, I go ahead, caller. Uh, if you if you're not talking to me right now, just hold on. I'll get to you. I'll call out your area code. But go ahead, man. All right. Very good. Hey, uh, I thought it. I, I thought the coaching was good tonight. Some adjustments were made. I think the future looks bright. He's got to get a little more talent. This is John B. All right. Hey, guys, we got some wires crossed. Craig, you got to hold on, man. You're you're not up yet. Oh, okay, sorry. No problem. Uh, no, I I agree with you, hey, John. I agree with you. Uh, look, t- there were a lot of things to like tonight. They didn't win the game, but they showed a lot of fight, showed a lot of effort. They hung he, in. He, my turn will be next. Uh, John's right now. Oh, John, I apologize. We we got to get to Craig because Craig is. I, I don't think Craig can wait any longer. Craig, what's going on, man? What what area code are you calling from? And I'll call back later. No, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Craig, what's going yeah, on, I'm man? I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I called in earlier. You're good. What's up? I'm sorry. Let, let, let John go. I'll John. <laughs> John, John, John's gone, man. What's up, Craig? How you doing, man? What's happening? Oh, I'm, I'm good, dude. Okay, so what's on uh, your mind? Dude, I, I don't know, man. Like, I love drinks. 
Okay. But I hope he doesn't turn into face and hate, man. What do you think? I mean, I think it's a little early for to to be worried about that. Um, he look, he doesn't even have half his guys in here yet. I mean, he is. I looked this up earlier tonight. In the last five-year recruiting classes, Kentucky has recruited 22 four-stars and a five-star. And that doesn't even include Will Levis and Wandale Robinson, who were two of their three best players tonight, who were transfers. Missouri has recruited nine four-stars, and five of them are true freshmen. I, I mean, the talent on these two teams is not equal. Kentucky has significantly more talent on the roster right now. And he took them down to the wire and uh, – and nearly got the job done. So I think if anything, yeah, no. you're pretty happy about the way that he coached tonight and pretty happy about the future of the program. Yeah, I totally get that. I just don't know. I, I don't know, man. I thought we could win that game. I thought it was going to be a big win for us. Could have won it. Didn't quite pull it off, but could have won it. No question, man. No question. So. Well, Craig, think, uh, okay, go ahead. One more, and then I got to move on. What's that, buddy? One more question, then I got to move on, man. Oh, really? Yeah, I got like six people on hold. So, what's up? Oh, I don't know, man. I was like sitting here thinking about. Uh, I know we're talking about football, and it's like a big deal. Yeah. But I've got a lot of basketball in my mind. Is it cool if we transition to that for a minute? Um, I, at this point, man, we're twenty <laughs> minutes out of a football game. We're going to stick with football. Uh, we'll we'll do basketball shows, though. I promise for you. Okay. All right. We'll talk well, to you. Are you are you are you you sounds like you're all in on Bazelak though. You like that guy? Uh, I think he's the best quarterback on the roster right now, yeah. You think Horn will be better? I think he's got a chance, but I've never seen Sam Horn play. I'm not I'm not gonna give him the job before he gets on campus. Right on. All right. We'll all right talk man. to you. Uh I'll let you get your other call. Talk to you later. All right, thanks, Craig. All right, we got the six three six area code on the on the phone. Who's who's calling from the six three six? Hey, Gabe, what's up? It's Josh. What's up, Josh? How you doing, man? This is an adventure. Uh, pretty good, Gabe. Uh, hope you are too. Uh, I'm sure it's already been a long night. Um, I'm hanging in. I did want to say though that uh, I'm sure you've already seen some of it, but I've already. It's just funny. I've seen a lot of people turn on Wilkes already, and. At some point, I feel like the Zoo fans have to understand that uh, you can't just keep, like, rotating D.C. after D.C. Because, I mean, the Zoo has had some turnover at the defensive coordinator position over the last several years. And one thing that is a constant for all of them is that it's a constant for every defensive coordinator in America. They're not going to be able to scheme around quite frankly, horrible talent on defense. Now, Mizzou does have some guys on defense. They just don't have enough of them. And it's, I just, it's funny to me how people are already starting to turn on him. Yeah, look, if, if there are people out there that want a coordinator fired after two games, those people don't understand football. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. That's, that's foolish. Uh, if you're talking yeah. about firing anybody, you're just angry, and that's fine. But you, you don't know what you're talking about, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I understand fans are frustrated, but I I, I mean, overreactions will happen. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say though, Gabe, is uh, I mean, you and I we're both Chiefs fans. Yep. Um, y- you know what game this one reminded me of tonight? Um, I, there's a lot of 
close losses. You probably won't sure. be able to guess, but no, I'll, I'll describe it for you. Do you remember that game in 2019 against the Green Bay Packers where Matt Moore started? Oh, yeah. And it was like fourth and three at the, and deep in the fourth quarter, and Andy Reid decided to punt back to the Green Bay offense and bet on his defense, mm-hmm. and you just knew when he made that decision that it was going to backfire. That's kind of how I felt when Drinkwist decided to punt the ball back. Yeah, I, it, it, it occurred to me that maybe you should go, uh, what was it, like fourth and five or something from there on 45? Yeah, it occurred to me, but I understood why at that point he wanted to punt the ball. I mean, it, it's, it's not the wrong decision that he made. I probably would have gone for it. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize him too much for for punting the ball away on fourth and four and giving it trying to extend the game. Yeah, overall, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the way that they fought back. Uh, it was a it was a game that going into it, I felt like you know if you win it, you it you take it and you feel really good about it. I mean, it would have been great. I feel like if they had won this game. Um, yep. But it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I I totally agree with you, man. I I think that's a good call. Yeah. I mean, that's no, how you I feel. I appreciate it, Gabe. Uh, thanks for taking my call, though, and uh, uh, good luck with some of these other calls. Because if <laughs> they're anything like these past few, then good luck, buddy. All right, thanks, Josh. I appreciate it, man. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the five seven three area code. Five seven three. You with me? Yeah, this is Davin. Hey, Devin. Davin, what's up, man? What do you th- What do you say? What's going on? Um. No, I think obviously I'd like to see the Tigers win, but it's like year nine or ten what we've been talking about for Stoops, and yep. they had this squeak one, squeak one by Mizzou, who's got you know, in their second year, and there's a reason why we've got a, a second year head coach because we didn't have much yep. coming back. So you know, and I'd love to see the win. I wish Abram Drain could have ran that back. I don't know what happened to him. Looked like he got hurt or something there, but uh, yeah, not overall. I- would like to see the win, but they they really fought. They never gave up. That's, that's I think very a, important. I think a lot of people are falling into the trap of well, we should be better than Kentucky in football just because they're Kentucky. I mean, if you take the name off the front of the jersey, honestly, that's a good football team. They're a little bit better than Missouri, and they've been building the program for longer. So, I think absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, people just, I, I think people just are making, you know, they think they should be better than Kentucky. So. Do, you, do you think it's a lot easier to uh, scheme around deficiencies in offense than it is on defense? I think we've definitely got offensive deficiencies, but the defense just looks so much worse. Yeah, hey, uh, real quick, guys, if you're calling in and you're on hold, you got to quit talking or I'm going to hang up on you. All right, I got to hang up on a couple of people, sorry. Okay, um... I'm sorry, Davin. Easier to scheme around defensive deficiencies? Is that what you're asking? No. No, I mean, I think it's maybe easier to scheme around offensive deficiencies because, I mean, the Tigers were in that offensively for the most part. The defense is where it was just so – I mean, I guess there's no scheming around just not having the players at all. Yeah, there there are ways – there are ways to get around not having the offensive line, right? Um, But on defense, you're right. You can't hide if you don't have the guys, and they just don't have the guys right now. I really, in the front front seven, uh, front six, whatever you want to call it. Front six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. agree. Okay, well, 
hopefully you get some sober people to call in. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's pretty late. That that might be tough. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it, man. All right, we're going to the seven eight five area code. Seven eight five. Who am I talking to? Hey, Dave. It's Dan. Hey, Dan. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I, I think one thing that's worth reflecting on is where we were game two a year ago. Um, we played a much worse team. The lines, both lines look like completely outmatched against Tennessee. Right. And, you know, we kind of built off of that. I just, Kentucky's a better team than we are. Um, and we almost found a way to win, whereas and we probably want to figure out a way to lose. So, I don't know. I mean, I, just, yeah. I kind of feel like there's a thing that I watched some of the other teams today, Tennessee and Vanderbilt right now in South Carolina. I mean, these are bad teams. Kentucky's not a bad team. They might win. They might win 10 ball games. Yes. I doubt it, but they won 9 or 10. They, they are absolutely, if you look at their schedule, I said if they beat Missouri, they might win 10 games this year. Um, I think that is that is possible. Again, I think people are just thinking, well, Kentucky, that's a basketball school. We shouldn't lose to them. Well, that's dumb. That's like the Georgia fans saying, well, we should never lose to Missouri in football. It pisses Missouri fans off when they say it, but then they turn around and say it about another team. Um, and the truth is, like, like you said, Kentucky's a good football team. It, right now, if they play Missouri ten times, they're winning at least six, and I think probably seven of those games. They're, they're just a little bit ahead of where Missouri is. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough atmosphere too. I mean, yep. it's not like we didn't have any poise out there or anything. I don't know. I just I felt like I don't want to be too Paulian or whatever, but I, I I can't get that upset when we had a legitimate chance to take the thing to overtime when you know they, they appeared to be better than we were, and we just kind of found a way to hang in there. And I, I think I'm also thinking Cooper is going to be our best receiver sooner rather than later, and so we've got some stuff that that we can probably build on. I, I agree with the previous caller, though. I think you've got to recognize your offense is, is your relative strength and go for more fourth down. That's the one thing that I was frustrated about, I guess, tonight. And I know you've yeah. got callers with very levels of sobriety on the, on the line, so I'll, no I'll, I'll let you get to them, but I just appreciate it. All right, Dan. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. And, and I agree with what you're saying. Let's go uh, 816 area code. Who are we talking to? You know, Gabe, thanks for taking my call. So, two things. Um, that last third and five there, the free rusher came three there off the right side. You know, uh, the protection call there, is that on the quarterback or the center there? Because they had less rushers there. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, like, ultimately, I think, you know, maybe – they're both somewhat responsible to see that. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I think the quarterback has to see it, but I think the, the, the lineman is responsible for seeing it too. And, and nobody saw it. And in that was where it really ended because fourth and 13, even if Basilak is healthy, probably isn't happening. First time caller, long time listener. Yep. Yep. So uh, Gabe, all right, here's my, my whiskey infused question then. So talk okay. me off the ledge. So front six seven has been killed the past two weeks. You know, yep. Central Michigan just absolutely killed yeah. us, and then Kentucky today. So you know, talk me off the ledge here, and this not being an absolute struggle the rest of the season. Um, they play a lot of bad teams. 
Uh, they're not going to lose to SEMO. They're not going to lose to North Texas. They're not going to lose to Vandy. They shouldn't lose to South Carolina. And they probably shouldn't lose to Tennessee. So they're six wins in a bowl game. Anything other than that? Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a struggle. I don't think there is any question about that. But, uh, you know, they uh, the schedule is not impossible. There are winnable games left with the talent Missouri has. Just tonight was was one of the tougher ones on the schedule. All right, appreciate it. Thanks, Gabe. All right, thank you, man. Let's uh, thanks, man. Let's stay in the eight one six area code. We got another call from eight one six. Yeah, Gabe. Yeah. Hey, Gabe. Paul Burkhardt, your graphics guy. What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? I like the graphics. What's going on? You sound a little bit good. I'm glad. What's that? You sound a little bit too sober to be on this show right now, but I appreciate that. Hey, Paul. Oh no. no. Hey, I've been watching my nephews. We had a little watch party and drinking beer and whiskey. I'm all good. But in a weird way, sobering. So I was just thinking, you know, Paul? it's hard to. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. This is somebody in the background yeah. who is talking that uh, doesn't need to be talking. So go ahead, Paul. You're good. Okay. Well, and. Okay, so what I was just getting ready to say is it's kind of sobering to just kind of realize that Kentucky has just, you know, been kind of on par with Mizzou, and we're kind of used to the Gary Tinkle years and James Franklin coming um, within this league and all that. But what I'm really realizing is that, you know, Odom, I think, let the cover kind of bear with us, and I think his recruiting has really, you know, skyrocketed our expectations. This, this is kind of one of the first Mizzou games with Drinkwitz that with what did the talent has on this team, they still fought. They were still within the game. Um, but I think that his recruiting um, has really made our expectations high. Um, so I think – I just think we're still, you know, a year or two away. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just – it's hard to be like, you know, we're losing to Kentucky, you know, or I think we're just so used to, you know, we should be top three in the SEC East and whatnot. And I think uh, we just kind of have to bear down, you know, a lot of people are probably thinking eight or nine wins this year, but we probably have to tell for six or seven, which is not bad. Um, so, I mean, kind of get your thoughts on that. I mean, honestly, I could see the SEC being Georgia, Florida, now Kentucky, call. Mizzou, yep. Tennessee, um, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. And that's just how I see it yep. um, as of now. Totally agree with, with everything you're saying. Look, they, they are. They're a couple years away from being in that discussion. And it's, it's, it's hard to accept that. Nobody ever wants to say, hey, my team's not quite as good as this other team. But he needs two years to get his guys in. And, and every, the, the recruiting's great, but you've got to do that three and four years a row, in a row in this league. And that's just how it goes, yeah. man. And, and you can see it in their faces. Like Steve Wilkes' face on the defensive line. I mean, it's kind of like, this is what I got, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to have to deal with this. Like, yeah, I say, I don't know. I just go, you can just see it in the coaches' faces, but they're getting, they're getting the talent kind of like with Tinkle. They're oh. getting that talent out of the players the best that they oh. can. And hey, Paul, classes with our new. Go ahead, Paul. You're good. Hey, you look, if you're on the line, just wait, man. Go ahead, Paul. That's okay. I was going to say that three, one, four, St. Louis guy. I'm going to be shocked anyways. Um, but yeah, so. Just saying, um, I just think, yeah, we're one, two, one, two years away. Um, you know, in the past, I'd be kind of angry at this Kentucky loss, but 
the fact that we fought, the fact that we've got talent coming in, hey, we'll, we'll be there. Yep. Totally agree, Paul. Good call, man. Appreciate it. Um, we got a bunch of people on the line, so I'm, I'm going to keep rolling through right. as, as quick as I can. But, but uh, pretty, good to talk to you, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Gabe. All right. Thanks, too, buddy. buddy. All right. Let's go to the 314 area code now. Who am I talking to? 314, are you still with me? Nobody there. Okay, 908 area code. Who's there? What's up, Gabe? Hey, what's up, Schiff? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Do you like how I knew it was you right away? That was pretty impressive, right? I, I did. You know what's funny is I'm sitting here with my dad, and he goes, is Gabe going to recognize the 908 area code? That's no good. No, um, I, don't, I don't know the area code, I but a, I know I the accent. A, well, I know mine stands out compared to most of them do one, so yeah. I feel like I kind of make it easy for people. I, uh, I have a comparison slash thought that hopefully doesn't sound like some of your earlier callers. Okay. Um, watching Connor Bates last night, he kind of reminded me of Matty Mock in that when the pocket collapses and he has to scramble, he's pretty good at moving the chains and, and getting some yardage with his feet. And even in the short pass game, he's pretty good. It's the long passes where you wish he had some Drew Locke in him yeah. when it comes to the deep balls. And um, and that was more noticeable to me tonight than maybe in, in prior uh, outings. Am I, am I being fair with that, or, uh, or should I check my BAC? No, I... I don't think he's as good a runner as Mock is, but like I thought it was good that he actually was willing to run tonight. He doesn't even on that option early in the game, I thought, man, dude doesn't want to run. Like he doesn't want to take off and run. And then he did it and it actually worked and he had more yards rushing tonight than he had all last season. It he just has to do it enough to make other teams think he might do it. That's it. And he did that tonight, and I think that was uh, that was a good thing. Yeah, obviously the bar for being a Matty Malk level runner is trucking a guy like he did in the Minnesota game, like the Kentucky um, quarterback did tonight. Yes, yeah. that one too. Yeah. Um, oh, my only other thing: Bay Black clearly looks banged up late in the game tonight. Okay. I mean, if you're a drink against Simo next week, which I'd like to think you or I or the, the third-string Rockbridge quarterback is on the offense for to make that still a uh, very winnable game. I mean, you play him, what, maybe a half and then give the second half to, to Brady Cook and uh, Tyler Macon, or would you play him a little longer than that? No, I'd, I'd play him – I mean, if he's 100%, I'd play him a half. If he's less than 100%, I'd sit him down and have him healthy for Boston College because I think BC's every bit as challenging as this one was tonight. So, I, I agree. I agree. All right, buddy. Love the show. Always love calling in. Great talking to you, man. Appreciate the call. We'll we'll catch up with you later on. Uh, let's go next to the nine one three area code. Who's there from nine one three? Hey, Gabe, is there? Uh, I just had a quick question. You know, in the fickle world of recruiting, um, if, if the Tigers start to come in below expectations this year, it might be an early to say that. But you know, do you see? Uh, an underwhelming season and recruiting moving forward? No, I mean, these coaches are not selling to these kids, hey, we're going to win 11 games and win the East. Uh, the kids know the situation. You know, they're they're being sold on, hey, we're building this thing. Come in and help us. Uh, and so, it, it, I mean, if Missouri goes 3-9, and nine, sure, 
that 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 could have an impact but if you're talking underwhelming being six and six even five and seven I don't I don't really think that I mean maybe one kid but I, I don't think it has a, a big sweeping impact by any means so, so with these recruits like a Sam Horn or you know some of these four stars that we have like that are you know, on the commit list how does that work right now are they the national signing days coming up and they're still able to flip or yeah, oh, are they yeah national signing in, uh, no national signing day is in uh in december sometime around the 15th or the 20th and absolutely they can go anywhere they want until then uh there is absolutely nothing binding until then on any of them so that's uh that's the game man yeah all right well i appreciate your insight thank you for taking the call all right thanks a lot all right i got two people on the line from the 314 so if you're if the last two numbers your phone number are four eight go ahead hopefully you know your own phone number what's up Gabe? it's pat from st louis how are you doing not bad what's up pat how you doing man so I'm really disappointed. We should fire Drinkwitz. We should fire Wilkes. I don't know who our OC is. We should fire him too. You're firing everybody, huh? Emo like that next week. We play like that. I'm just kidding. Um, I was texting my friends during the game. He did a really good job of preparing us for this type of result all week. And with just the limitations we have, I'm pumped to see how we play. Pretty well. And uh, that is not me, not that. Yeah, uh, no, I, anyway, I, I know. So, Stoops is like one SEC coach of the year. He's won three bowl games in a row. Mizzou has like an entire football program that's never won three bowl games in a row. So, I mean, I'm just happy with the direction Drinkwitz is going with us. The last caller kind of took my team. I was going to ask if you thought recruits were going to be affected at all by seeing a Kentucky loss. Specifically, like someone like a Luther Burton, like getting a five-star would be huge. Terry Beckner was watching us when we won the Citrus Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. And I just wondered if recruits really care about losing to Kentucky or do they just care about what the coaches are telling them and, like, their relationship with drink lists and so on. I, my guess is Luther Burden's watching that game going, man, those dudes could use me, you know? I, I mean, he, he knows. He's watched Missouri enough. He's He understands football that, like, he knows where they're at. He knows they're not winning the SEC and in, in playing in the college football playoff this year. And Drinkwitz is in, and the coaches that are recruiting with him, I think, are being honest. So, no, I, I don't think this this in Missouri lost by seven points in a game it had every chance to win with two minutes to go. So, I, I don't think there's anything. Uh, I, I don't think this has any impact whatsoever on recruiting. All right, I had one more quick question then. Did you say Boston College was a harder state than Kentucky, or do you think Boston College is worse or better than Kentucky? I think they're very similar. I think an argument can be made that they are a better team than Kentucky. Um, they they throw All the right, ball. All right, appreciate well. you gave you the best. All right, thanks, man. All right, we got a bunch of calls from the three one four area code. If if your number ends in four three zero seven, you've been trying to get in a lot, and I accidentally just hung up on you a couple minutes ago. So you go ahead. Three one four four three zero seven. You there? Okay. Uh, if do we have you? Hello? Yeah, what's going on? Who am I talking to? Yeah, you're talking to uh, Kevin from St. Louis. What's up, um, Kevin? How you doing? Biggest, you know, the secondary was uh, a lackluster day. My biggest question is, do you think 
Pujols will re-sign with the St. Louis Cardinals. Not a clue, man. Not a clue. Appreciate the call, though. All right. All right. God bless. You too. All right. Uh, let's go to the 417 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe. It's Stuart in Springfield. What's up, Stuart? How are you doing, man? Man, I thought this game was tough, but this this is a this is even tougher. But this I show? appreciate the it, line. Yeah, man. it's 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 it, it, it's been a uh, it's been a slog, no question. Yeah, at best, man. So I think anybody that is down on this team or is you know doubting this team is, is clearly not rational. I saw a team tonight that got punched in the gut and then came right back. It, it was inspiring. And, you know, Blazek is really impressive. He really just, I mean, I think he's earned the moniker CBA because he's just, he's a stud, you know. Kept throwing the ball on target. Our guys caught most of them. Not all of them. There's some drops, but, you know, we could have lost that game. You know, by by twenty one easily, if not more. Uh, I was very inspired by by what we saw, even though you know, we lost, and it's the worst of the worst. We lost, and that's the bottom line. But very inspired by how this this team is just man. They they're not gonna they're not gonna step back from anyone, and I just had some issues with where we're at has been discussed on the lines, the, especially the D line and the linebackers are just killing me. Yeah. They, your thoughts, they battled. I think inspired is probably a little too strong. Um, they battled it, You appreciate that, but you know, also they put themselves in some pretty bad spots, but, uh, you know, disappointed, but, still hopeful i think for the future is is the way i would term it i think uh angry is way too strong and i think uh, just me personally i think you know inspired is probably a little too strong in the other direction um but but definitely probably a little bit more to like than not like um but there are some things to not like that are going to hold them back for a little while Well, I, I will say this, and it's been mentioned earlier. You know, you your site has, you know, you guys really hit the uh, hit the bullseye a lot when you're trying to. I hate to use Coach Strength's phrase, but manage expectations. Right. You right. know, we're on the site, and we expect you know Mizzou to go twelve and zero and dominate everything, and and you guys really try to you know bring in perspective which it, it is good it, it really is good and trust me Again, we'd love no, 12 I, and 0 12 want... and 0 would be great for business but uh also leading you to expect them to be 12 and 0 would uh would end up being very bad for business it, it, exactly right you know it's you know i i read and i i watch youtube yours every day and what are they talking about? We're amazing. We're awesome. We're going to beat everyone. And, and and during the game, you know, you, you realize, Hey, these, these guys know what they're talking about. So I get, I, I appreciate you. And I thank you for that. But I want to leave everybody that's listening with this. And this team's going up. We're, we're not 
we're not staying even. We're not definitely not going down. We're we're on the right trajectory, and I uh, I look forward to next week, and I, and I look forward to a, a bowl game. I really do. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, Stuart. Thanks, man, and uh, and appreciate you watching and uh, and listening and calling in every week. M-I-Z. All right. Thanks a lot, Stuart. Uh, let's go 314. We've got three of you on the line. We're going to go 8986. Into your phone numbers, 8986. Go ahead. Gabe, how you doing? I'm, My name's Nitro. What's up, Nitro? I am not very Hold on. That's my number. Listen, uh, you, I, I, I'm a subscriber. I went to you and Mitch all day. You guys had me convinced you couldn't win the game. So you were right. And then I watched the game, and I thought, oh, my God. These guys, they might could win the game. And then we get the third and five. And, and not only does he want to pass, which is fine, I guess, stupid, because get the ball to baby or whatever, but he goes five wide and doesn't even protect him? Like, Listen, I wanted to win a game. Why did Drinkwitz not win a game? I'm so confused. I will hang up and listen. Thank you for setting us up. And I see. All right, I appreciate that. I'm going to say Drinkwitz probably wanted to win the game. I, I could be wrong. Uh, but but I'm going to guess he probably wanted to win. I don't know, man. I appreciate the passion, though. Uh, all right, we're staying in the 314 Six three one two is the last four numbers. So sorry, guys. This is the only way I can do it. I don't have names pop up. So who am I talking to? Jerry. Hey, what's up, Jerry? How you doing, man? Jerry's on. What What's on your mind, Jerry? Hello. Yeah. What's going on? Nitro's on now. All right. All right, Jerry, you're gone, man. 0970, 314 area code. You're the only person here now. What's up? Yeah. Gabe, what did you think of the all whites tonight? <laughs> they were fine, man. I, I, I think they needed some yeah. better offensive and defensive linemen in them, but, but they look nice. They're attractive uniforms. So, okay. All right. Good all right. for you. Yeah. Do you think Connor lost the locker room there? With his uh, with his little injury here last drive. No, I don't think that at all. No, I think he's all right. I think yeah. he, I think thirty-four for fifty-two, two ninety-four, and four touchdowns was good. All right. Well, God bless you, Gabe. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Let's all right. stay in the three one four area code. Who am I talking to? If if you can hear me, you're the only one there. You've tried to call in a lot. I can hear. Four three zero seven. You there? All right. I don't know. You got something on mute or something? Three one four area code. Who who am I talking with? Hello. Yeah. How you doing? What's going on? Hello. Well, they hung up. Three one four area code. You still there? All right, we're having some problems out of St. Louis tonight. We're going to the uh, 505 area code. Who's on the phone? Nobody's on the phone. Okay. 954 area code. Who's there? You there? Yes. All right, who am I talking to? 
Gabe, you're talking to James. What's up, James? How you doing, man? I just appreciate you being here and answering when I called out your area code and not like having the audio playing in the background. This is a huge win. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, this is James down in South Florida, brother. Hey, um, just curious. You know, obviously this transfer portal is not going to have immediate eligibility right for next year and, and going forward. I'm curious, where are we going to get our help for next year? Because to be honest with you, when I look at our offensive defensive line for next year, the reality of it is, is that we may, we might even be worse. Um, yeah, I guess that's possible. I haven't really looked too much into the future. Um, but I think they're two years away from, from talking about, competing for the east to be quite honest so um you know connor tollison will be up you hope some of these younger guys freshmen that are redshirt and kyra montgomery's hurt travion ford arden walker you hope some of these guys are are ready next year for prime time that that maybe aren't quite ready right now i w i would agree with you on the defensive on the defensive end thing you there's a hope yeah. There, no doubt. There's a hope. But, but when I look line. at Connor Wood, who was put in for two plays and immediately <laughs> uh, ejected or immediately replaced, uh, it's not a comforting sign. Um, and so when I look at our offensive line, especially in the middle, actually on the tackles as well, it's it's rough. Um, yeah, I'm just curious yeah. on where we're going to be getting our what, – what JUCOs possibly or – or um, from a recruiting standpoint, where we're going to go and try to be able to uh, you know, put in these or replace these gaps. It's just a little bit of a concern. I'll yeah, that's, up and, that's and interesting on Connor Wood. I'm concerned about our lines for next year as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, a, it's a legitimate point, James. I appreciate it. And that's interesting on Connor Wood because I hadn't noticed. Um, it, like every time I looked up, Xavier Delgado was in the game. I didn't know if Connor Wood had played, so that's interesting that apparently at one point he did play and it, it did not go very well. Yeah, he was put in for two plays and got beat twice bad, gotcha. and then he got quickly replaced. So, and then you know Robinson does not, uh, you know, on the defensive line does not inspire confidence at all. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I'm I'm with you, and I appreciate your perspective. There's no doubt that you know Drink has got a sack. One, one group class on top of another, and for us to be successful, uh, I'm, I'm just curious what adjustments in, in recruiting, you know, on the line that he's going to be able to do. Because the reality is, is Marquis, Grisall, Jalen Marshall, uh, you know, all the offensive linemen that we just recruited. The reality of it is, if they're able to make it to two deep next year, it, it's going to be a, you know, going to be a miracle or something close to it. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe Mark. Mark, Mark, uh, maybe uh, Gracia, or however you pronounce his last name. But outside of that, I don't see how any of these offensive linemen are going to be able to really come in and do that. So, yeah, you anyway, may, you may be right, it. man. Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it, James. Thanks for the call. All right, we're jumping to the eight one six area code. If if your number ends in ten sixty eight, I got you. Who's there? Hey, Gabe. Steven here. All right, so I'm trying to save this show. Um, Dot, <laughs> I, I think it's so much that, too late uh, for that. <laughs> he's he, he's fine if Basilak misses next week's game, um, acting like he played poorly tonight. So just wanted to get some feedback here on quarterback play and what's looking after Basilak, whether Cook or Macon would be an improvement over Basilak, and is C-Dot just out of his mind? Yeah, I mean, right now, look, 
unless you believe that a guy who's making $4 million a year and is primarily a quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator is intentionally playing the, the guy that's not the best quarterback, Basilek's the best quarterback on the roster. And I've seen practice and I've seen scrimmages. He's the best quarterback on the roster right now. That doesn't mean he will be next year. But, I mean, the kid just threw for 294 yards, four touchdowns, and ran for 36. I, I don't know what else you want out of the quarterback other than to maybe see the blitz and not hurt his ankle on that last third down. But I, of all the reasons they lost tonight, I don't really think Connor Bazelak was in the top 10. Oh, me and you, same page. Let's still see that in on this one. Oh, oh, yeah. They, he's. He, I think he's emotional. He was texting me. So, it's all right. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. It's all right. Have a good one, man. All right, we're going to stay in the 816 area code. Who are we talking to? 816, you there? Yeah, this is 9078. You got it, man. Yeah. You got it. All right, this is this is James. Um, I, I kind of have a fan big picture observation question, right? Okay. Um, so Mizzou is kind of trying to thread the needle between excitement for Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz is the only one on the football poster while also managing expectations. And that is a very, you know, like, like I'm reasonable and been a Mizzou fan for a long time. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of trained to expect the worst and, not with not with drink leaving, but it's a, it's a really interesting balancing act for the rest of the season. And I think that some of the promoting, not necessarily by drink, but some of the promoting has set fans up to expect more than what this team's personnel capabilities are this year. He's very good at PR, and that has created a situation where I think some fans have accelerated the timeline and. It really shouldn't have, but yes, part of it is the PR. I, I mean, they are they are basically, I think, over their skis on this year's team because of recruiting and because he's very good at Twitter and he's a good interview. Um, so I, I yeah, I think I think you're right. But the alternative is, I mean, you want him to promote the program, you want people to be excited. You also have to make people understand, hey, that does not mean six and six is a bad year this year because it's not. So um, there's a balance, and, and that's tough. I mean, key number one is to get butts in seats. Key number two is to keep those butts in seats, even if they go 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five this year. And I think you cross the second bridge if you get there. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's good perspective. Appreciate the call, James. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, let's go to the 719 area code. Who am I talking to? John, how you doing? Hey, John, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. Now, thanks for taking my call. Real quick question, then I'll hang up. Um, do you think uh, Missouri kind of mixes the uh, the defense up the next um, you know few weeks because uh, they had uh, Rodriguez looking like Trey Mason out there? So uh, <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, if uh, Wilkes kind of maybe try some three, four, four, three. I know they probably don't have the the personnel at linebacker that they want, but um, right. I was just wondering if you know. Yeah, they're going to play. They try to you know kind of mix some things. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they're going to play a base four three. But honestly, like when you can't stop hand the ball off straight up the middle, I don't know. Like that's not a scheme. I don't know what scheme there is to play. Right? They would have have to have played a nine two tonight. Like just play nine defensive linemen, and then obviously <laughs> right. Kentucky's beat. But literally, I I don't know what Steve Wilkes can do when they're just running the same play at you and you can't stop it. 
Um, you know, that's not a coaching or a scheme thing. And, and I'm not trying to discount your question. I'm trying to actually just say, I, I don't think there is a scheme that can fix not having guys up front who can get off blocks. All right. I totally agree. Thanks for taking my question, Gabe. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the call. Let's go to the 217 area code. Who am I talking to? Uh, Ryan, Gabe. Hey, Ryan. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm going to do all right. Uh, what do you think the long-term outlook is of the uh, linebacker position? And uh, what is your over-under on how long it takes for the message board to start bl- blaming Steve Wilkes for the defense? Well, we've, we've already had a call tonight that wanted to fire Steve Wilkes, so uh, that apparently is happening. I mean, two weeks, I guess, is the answer for that. <laughs> but, you know, the linebackers, I mean, look, it's a, a we said this at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. I, I think people didn't understand quite how much they were going to miss Nick Bolton. I mean, he covered up a lot of things. He made, frankly, I think he made Devin Nicholson look like a better player than he was because I was getting texts about, whoa, Chad Bailey's having a rough time. And, well, Chad Bailey was in there instead of Devin Nicholson, so they must have not liked what Nicholson was doing, right? Um, and people are picking on Aldridge, yeah. but Aldridge isn't even coming off the field because they don't feel like they have another guy. So I, the hope, I think, is that Damian Wilson and uh, Zach Lovett, who they brought in this year, can help next year. Maybe Jamie Petway takes a leap. Um, and they got a transfer from Wyoming. Like it's, I, Luckily, there's only two of them that play. So you don't need a ton, but yes, there's no question it is a it is a, a weakness on this defense. Thanks, Gabe. Yep, appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, okay, let's go to the eight one five area code. Who am I talking to here? What's up, Gabe? It's Ron. Hey, Ron, how you doing, man? I appreciate it. We've had like a long run of callers here who understand how the phone works and the computer works and everything. It's been fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, smooth sailing from here on for uh, for your sake. Yeah, we'll um, see. I uh, I actually was not at, I did not watch the uh, the game at all tonight. I uh, instead was attending uh, New Mexico, New Mexico State. I was in the building for that. Um, so not uh, not quite the uh, the SEC farm, but it was a pretty good game. Okay, um, I'll, I'll trust I, you. <laughs> gotcha. I um, I, so just kind of catching up on, on the game and what happened and uh, hearing a little bit of analysis. Like I would have, I'm, I'm actually very uh, pleased. Like it's like second best case scenario behind obviously winning, but um, I, I had a bad feeling about Kentucky because I think they're a pretty damn good team. And um, I thought they were going to kick the zoo's ass, but they, um, they hung in there and, and I'm not, you know, I know that's, you know, kind of lame to talk about moral victories and all that, right. but I think they're, they're clearly building something. Um, I always tell uh, my man Schiff that the drinks got this thing way ahead of schedule. Um, I think that's evident on the recruiting trail. So hopefully those pay evidence, uh, those pay dividends um, in the years to come. But I think on the field, like it's it's very much on schedule for what they ultimately yeah. want to become. Um, I know they got some holes, but um, you know, long term of the season, I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty good about the direction of where this team is headed. My my uh, my right to feel good about. Uh, about the team just settle off. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the the misleading part of this is the score is a lot closer than the game was. I mean, you said you were worried about K- Kentucky kicking them, and they did. I mean, Kentucky dominated that game, <laughs> but Missouri managed to stick around and, and have a shot at the end. Um, so let's talk again after the Boston College game. 
if if they're physically dominated again at Boston College, then then you're going to feel a little bit worse. Uh, but I said since the beginning, hey, if you can split those games, it's fantastic. You are never going to win both of them. If you can take one, I think that's good. So, hey, if they can come back here for Tennessee three and one, I, I think people should feel pretty good about that. Now, if they come back two and two, that doesn't mean all all is lost. Uh, still might be okay, mm-hmm. but some people will be disappointed in that, no question. Yeah. And, and I just like the, the continuity that potentially exists with, with Bays like um, steering the ship. Um, like, yeah. like you said a, a few calls ago, I don't know how anyone could be unhappy with Connor Bays like and his performance tonight. Um, just based on, again, I didn't watch the game or anything like that, but it sounds like he um, you know, kept him in. And, you know, he's a tough guy, and I'd like to see what he could do um, another year or two in the system with some of these receivers coming. Um, um, you know, coming to life with Lovett and Cooper, who I, I, I still think are probably a big, big time players down the line, just maybe not this year. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the incoming receivers and hopefully one very good receiver uh, hopping on board. I, I think uh, Bayslake's got a, a good chance to, to lead this offense to good things in, in the years to come. Totally agree with you, Ron. Thanks for the call, man. Got a couple more people I got to get to. All right. All right. Have a good, good one. 314 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Big Daddy. What's up? Who is this? It's me, Sir Multiborn. Okay. What's on your mind? I'm a for real though. Yeah. <laughs> for real though, uh, you know, people need to stop uh, blaming uh, Steve Wilkes or something. Like, there's no D coordinator out there that's going to fix this, uh, fix this mess. Not this year. No, not this year. They're going to struggle. They're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to score some points to beat some people this year. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like, th- this isn't Wilkes' fault, man. It's his second game. Yeah, real. Like, do you think they should start playing the freshmen? At least uh, the freshman linebackers, at least. <sighs> I mean, I've got to, again. I've just got to kind of go back to. I don't have. Like, we don't see a ton of practice, right? I've got to believe these guys that make hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars want to keep their jobs, and so they play the guys they think are the best. Um, if I, So I think they think they're playing the best guys. Now, if you get into week six or seven or something and, and you're struggling, maybe you throw a kid out there, but you don't want to sacrifice the future for, you know, playing a guy that, that isn't ready and, and hurting him even further down the road. Yeah, should that be like concerning though? Because like Chris Turner's going, if I yeah. I can do any more than him by just standing out there. <laughs> well, I mean that might be going a little far, but yeah, okay. I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, look, it is concerning that, like I said at the beginning of the show, the offensive and defensive lines are being led by guys who are back for their fifth or sixth year of eligibility, and what that means is they're not good enough to play in the NFL. Because if they were, they'd be there. So you've you got to have NFL guys to win in this league, and Missouri needs more of them. There's no question. Uh, but I would like to see you play defensive end, man. Uh, I, who knows? Call Simo's next week. Give him a call. They man. call me Aaron Donald out there. All right, good deal. They'll play anybody next week. It's Simo. They're going to win by 62 points. Go play next week. Show up. All right, you have a good night. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. All right, let's go to the 636 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Craig again. What's up, Craig? How you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, man. 
Hey, dude, I, I'm sorry about earlier. I, I got all crossed up with the whole other people calling yeah. in and stuff. I uh, apologize for it, that. You're good. It's It's been a night, but we're good, man. What's go, What's on your head? What's on your mind? I know, dude. I feel like maybe I caused some of the confusion, and I apologize for yeah, that. It's all right. You may have contributed, <laughs> but we all may have played a role. So. Hey, man, uh, during the game, I was watching. And, uh, Chris Turner had a play, and the announcer said you got to cover the B gap. Okay. Do you have any freaking idea what the hell they're talking about when they say covering the B gap? I have no idea what the hell that means. I know it's a certain it's a certain gap on the line. I think it's between the guard and the tackle, but I, I'd have to look it up. I know there's an A gap, a B gap, a, you know, I don't know which one's which. I'd have to look it up, but it is a specific gap between two of the linemen that I assume was his responsibility. But his announcers talk like we should understand what the hell that means. I mean, I played high school football. So don't get me wrong, but come on, dude. A gap, B gap, like. They could have said Z gap, and nobody freaking watching the show could have known any goddamn difference to that, right? Z gap makes the center and B gap. Certainly possible, man. Certainly possible. I appreciate it, Craig. All right, man. All right. We were watching the game, and there was a speech therapist here, and she was telling me that she thought the people from Kentucky talked a little slow. And um, I realize I'm talking slow right now. And her assertion is that people who talk slow aren't as intelligent as people who talk faster. So do you believe that, Gabe? Um, Not necessarily. You know, some people just talk slow. I talk really fast. I talk loud. But um, not necessarily. Maybe you're just choosing your words carefully. Maybe some people that talk slow are a little bit impaired. I don't know. Talking fast seems to be intelligent. People think that's smart. But uh, I guess maybe she was getting confused with Tennessee. That's possible. I haven't broken down the lexicon of all the SEC states. Amen. Well, right. dude, I appreciate it. You know what we could use? What's that? We could use a tight end, a pair of them. Yep. Named Simeon and Sammy Haley. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Craig. Thanks for the call, man. Seven-footer. Okay. They can jump up, catch the high, high ball. Yep. That'd be perfect. Seven foot two ten, right, slim and slam, man. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to the five seven three area code. Thanks for hanging in. Who's there? Hey, this is Colton. What's up, from Colton? Columbia. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I I, I just want to know. So so correct me if I'm wrong here, but we had like two minutes and fourteen seconds left, right? We yep. got the ball back. We're down a touchdown. We got two timeouts left. What What's your game plan? I want to hear from you. Well, I think, first of all, I think that was the drive where they threw deep on first down, which I didn't like very yes, much. Sir. I, I didn't yes, like sir. that because I thought it was kind of a waste of a play. And also I thought, okay, if you hit that, you score, you just give them the ball back in a tie game. I didn't love that call. But that that's Absolutely. That didn't kill them because they still picked up a first down after that. I think they still moved the chains. So, so, so here's the here's the issue that I see with that. Is it is it Basilak that's taking it upon himself to go ahead and take that shot, or was that the play call all along? I mean, I I assume that's the primary read, and if it's open, you take it. Um, and he thought it was open. Now the pass wasn't particularly close to being caught. Okay. So. 
Now, after that, after that, though, the other issue is that it seems like they're they're freaking out, right? Like, I, and, and I don't understand it. Like, they got they got plenty of time. Tom Brady's going to score two touchdowns within that time frame. You know what I mean? Well, let's like, let's not hold like anybody Howard, to that standard. But yes, I know what you mean. Um, I didn't think they were freaking out. I thought, you know, he hit Bannister to set up third and five, and you're in a good spot there because you've got two plays to get it. The problem was entirely that everybody missed the blitz on third and five and put him in fourth and 13, and that's on Beatty. That's, or, I'm sorry, not Beatty. That's on uh, Basilak, the offensive line. It's on the tight end or the running back if there was one over there. But nobody saw it, Yeah, and, and they got the quarterback killed. Well, to me – to me, it just looked like the, the wrong strategy was was put in place there. Like, like they're trying to rush a touchdown when when you and I both know that that's not the case, and you definitely don't want to be giving them the ball back. Yeah, but the thing is, you have to score. You don't. I know you don't want to score too soon, but you have to score. And Missouri didn't obviously sure. score. Um, so sure, but it didn't. It didn't really look like the long game was our play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it wasn't I I don't know if it was the play calling because I I couldn't even tell what they had called on third and five because the the problem was that they missed the blitz on third and five. I didn't like the first down call, but that's okay. They survived it. Um, But yeah, they just they just didn't pick up the blitz at the wrong time. So. okay, Yeah. All right. Now. Now, one last thing. One last thing. So we see we see like a little bit of an issue of clock management, right? At the at the end of the game, they're kneeling the ball, and maybe someone sort of realizes that hey, it doesn't seem like maybe they have enough time to actually keep kneeling the ball and just end the game as it is. Okay. And Drinkwitz is is on the sideline screaming at the ref as well. Like, thanks for signing up for Cat Facts. Hey, there's Cat Facts. You will now receive okay. fun daily facts about uh, cats. Go ahead. You still there, Colton? Oh, well, I lost Colton when Catfax went, uh, came on the line. So we're going to go to the 229 area code. Who's there? Hey, what's up, Gabe? What's up? Who am I talking to? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, uh, Gabe, uh, this is Aaron from Albany. What's up, Aaron? How you doing, man? Uh, hey, um, I, I uh, caught you late, and so I wasn't sure if you uh, got a press conference from uh, – from Drinkwitz, was there a press conference? There was From one. The there was one. I jumped on. I did not get on the press conference. Mitchell was on the press conference. I jumped on here to start taking uh, the calls and 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 ride the wave of insanity for about an hour and a half. So I was. I did not listen to Drinkwitz's press conference. Mitch did. Yeah, I was just wondering if it was on the post game show because I could rewind and, and check it out. It's um, not on the post game show. We will have you know, it on I think the about site. Wilt. Not, when I think about Wilts, I know his specialty is the secondary, and so that was one encouraging thing that I saw was that I really thought there was uh, some good secondary play, and I was impressed with the the safety Carlys, and yeah. so that was one takeaway that I took from the from from the defense. Um, but I just was curious about your thoughts when comparing this defense to. Uh, the defenses of the last six years, let's just say, with Odom and uh, I, I know there's some background noise. I don't know if you can hear me. No, but you're I, good. I, I just you. wanted to get your take. Like if we were to rank this year's defense compared to the last six years, in my mind, I think this could be one of the worst. Am I am I overreacting to a good 
Kentucky offensive line? You could be. Um, I mean, we're two games in. I, I don't know if they give up thir- If they give up three hundred and forty-one rushing yards every game, absolutely, I will agree with you. It's it's not only one of the worst; it's the worst defense I've probably ever seen. But it, we're two games in, so um, I'm willing to to give it a little bit. Um, you know, now look, they give up thirty points to Semo next week. We really got problems, right? Um, but right. I understand the the concern. The defense has not looked good. It has gotten shoved around. Um, there hasn't been much pressure. Uh, but we're two games into a 12-game season. So, you know, let's uh, let's see what it's like when A&M's coming in in week seven. What do they look like against BC, against Kentucky? You know, or uh, not Kentucky, I'm sorry, Tennessee. Let's get a couple, couple more games into it and, and get a little bigger sample size. Yeah, that's fair. And, and also Central Michigan, when you look at well, Athlon Sports, they rank their offensive line and defensive line near the top of the conference. So um, I know that's still a group of five conference, but, yeah, okay, I, I'll wait to see how they look in Boston College. But right now, I'm not feeling too encouraged. I understand but, being pessimistic. I do appreciate I think, your I think that's fair. All right, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate the call, man. All right, let's go back to the 217 area code. you still with me? Yes, uh, Gabe. Just real quick, um, how how does the departure of Trey Williams and Markel Utzi impact the defensive line? Um, I don't think it's it's helped. But again, I think those are two guys that like you know they weren't NFL players because if they were NFL players, they'd be in the NFL. So, are they better than Akeel Byers and? Uh, you know, Isaiah McGuire, are they just kind of uh, – these are all like repra- replacement-level players to me. They're all pretty similar. Um, so would they be better if those two guys were here? I, I'm not convinced they would be. Not that they'd be worse yeah. either, but I just, I, I'm just I mean, not sure it makes a huge difference one way or the other. I mean, Troy Williams can't be worse than Chris Earn tonight, though. Yeah, Chris, you know – he, it was not a good night. I, I will certainly agree with that. I try to try to avoid piling on one individual, but look, I, he didn't play well, and he was not alone. There were others, but he noticeably did not have a good night. Thanks, Gabe. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate the call, man. All right, guys, so that was like a solid hour of phone calls, and don't get me wrong, I will continue to take them if they exist. Um uh, the chat has been amazing. I've seen some of the comments and, and appreciate that. For everybody that called in, I appreciate it. Even if I had to yell at you to fix your computer, whatever. For anybody that tried to call in and didn't, you know, didn't get in, I apologize. Uh, that's the way it goes. Um, you know, I am here now. The lines are open. If you want to call, that's great. I feel like, uh, feel like we should just kind of put up the, the numbers one more time and, and kind of take a look at them and I'll take that phone number off there. So, cause we didn't really have a chance to do this again. Connor Bay's like 34, 52, 294, four touchdowns, one pick. I, I got no issue with that. I thought he was better than Will Levis was tonight. I know Will Levis's rating is a little bit higher. I don't really know why. Maybe it's yards per attempt, I guess. Um, but I thought Bazelak was the better quarterback in the game. Chris Rodriguez was clearly the best running back in the game. All right, let's go back to the phones now. We got a 636 area code. Who am I talking to? 
Hey, Gabe, this is Bob from St. Louis. What's up, Rob? How you doing, man? Uh, good. Uh, 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 tough loss tonight, but uh, just wanted uh, to get your thoughts on after they lost tonight. It, is the Boston College game, like, would you put it as, like, a must-win game now? Like, to go for Mizzou to go, let's say, 7-5. and five. Um. <sighs> It sure would help. Um, so here's what yeah. – they're going to beat North Texas. They're going to beat SEMO. They're going to beat Vandy. They're going to beat South Carolina, I'm pretty sure. So that gets you to five. <laughs> they should beat Tennessee. I mean, there are worlds in which they could lose to Tennessee, but they should beat Tennessee, so that's six. So then where's that other one come from? You've got BC, Florida, A&M, and Georgia. I mean, the most likely one probably is BC, right? Although – Hey, a and yeah. hasn't looked like a world beater, and Florida's here. You never know. But, yeah, the most likely one, if you're talking 7-5, and five, um, is is probably – I feel like I'm missing a game somewhere in here. But Arkansas, be, maybe? Yeah, Arkansas. That's what it is. I'm forgetting about Arkansas. So, so yeah. basically, out of BC and Arkansas, if you split those, you're looking at 7-5. and five. Which is, you know, that's reasonable, I feel like. Um, if you win both, hey, maybe you're eight and four. Now, I think that's probably a little, I think this team loses somewhere, you know, somewhere along the line um, other than that. So seven and five is, is kind of where I'd peg it right now. And you don't necessarily have to, to beat BC to get there, but it would give you a little right. bit of margin for error. Yeah, all right. That's one quick question. Thanks, Gabe. All right, thanks, Rob. Appreciate the call, man. Um, so yeah, let's uh let's run back real quick to the the numbers that we were going through before Rob called in. And again, if you want to call in, that's great. But uh, look, Kentucky five hundred and twenty total yards, too many. Three hundred and forty one rushing yards. That's insanity. Penalties favored. Kentucky, Missouri committed seven for 65. Nico Hay committed one that I thought was going to be costly that wasn't uh, down at the goal line. First downs ended up being pretty close, but whatever. Third down, both teams were pretty good. Um, let's go back to the phone line now. 940, who am I talking to? 940, Ari, Cody there. Hello. All right. I don't think that's working out. So uh, if you want to call back, call back. I'm here. I'll answer. Um, anyway, uh, Missouri gave up way too many rushing yards. They got pushed around. Both lines of scrimmage. And what happened, happened. But uh, overall, I think the overarching theme of the calls has been pretty accurate. Okay, we're going to try this one more time. Hey, the nine Hello? fours. Yeah, yeah. Who am I talking to? Yeah, this is Ed. Hey, what's um, up, Ed? I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, Go ahead. Can you, okay, um, Vanderbilt. It looks like they're improving. They're they're fourteen fourteen at Colorado State midway through the uh, third period. So, uh, you know. You never yeah. know how they're going to be in about four or five, about six, seven weeks. So. I mean, Vander, Colorado State is one of the worst uh, FBS teams in the country. Vanderbilt got beat oh, okay. by 20 by East Tennessee <laughs> okay. State last week. So okay. there was nowhere to go but yeah. up. 
Yeah. And I did watch the Colorado-Texas uh, A&M game. And Texas A&M, other than the end where their, uh, uh, their second-string quarterback made some nice plays and everything, they <laughs> – they didn't look all that great. So. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, look, anything can happen. That's why when the guy said, well, I said they could beat A and M, and the guy insisted I was an idiot. Like, it's possible. Well, yeah. There, there are worlds right. that can happen. I'm pretty sure they're not beating Georgia, but every other game on the schedule, theoretically, they're not losing to Semo and they're not beating Georgia. But other than that, who knows? Sure. Right. And I, I didn't see the end of the Arkansas game. Assuming they beat Texas, yes. they, Arkansas, even when they had terrible teams, they were giving Texas A&M a rough time. So that game in a couple of weeks is going to be pretty interesting. So I'll hang up and listen to you. Thanks, thanks a lot, Dave. All right, Ed. I appreciate the call, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, we do this every week, right? Everybody wants to run through, predict the schedule, what's going to happen in this game, what's going to happen in that game. We don't know, guys. It's college football. Who knows? We play this game against Kentucky 10 times. It, it turns out 10 different ways, right? So um, predicting the entire season based on, on what happened tonight is a little bit crazy. This show was a little bit crazy, guys. Let's let's be honest, man. This was uh, this was one. Uh, night games night games are weird. But, uh, hey, it was fun. Uh, once we figured out some of the issues, uh, maybe I need to say it to be at the top next week. If you call in, please turn your sound down. Um, but whatever, uh, everybody enjoys, uh, everybody enjoys a night game. So thanks guys for being a part of it. Everybody that was here in the, in the chat, I hope you guys, uh, entertained yourselves and, and enjoyed it. We didn't get to, to many of the chat questions cause the phone lines were going the entire time. Um, but I appreciate it guys. And once again, Kentucky, a 35, 28 winner over Mizzou. Uh, Missouri going to be back next week against SEMO. Uh, I hope we're not talking about anything important. Um, I also just realized, like, look, the Boulevard logo has been up there the whole time, right? And I know you guys know this. Boulevard Brewing Company is the sponsor of this show. It's been down in the corner. Uh, we had so many phone calls. I didn't give Boulevard the love I should have given them, so I want to make sure to do that before we, uh, before we sign off and make sure to let you guys know. You can get Boulevard's products at all kinds of grocery stores all over the state of Missouri. And really, they've, they've gone pretty much nationwide now. You can get them most, most places. They got a new product, these Quark. Uh, they're, they're like seltzer-type drinks, um, Q-U-A-R-K. Uh, they have some real fruit juice in them. I know seltzers are, are kind of the rage now, so try the Boulevard Quark seltzers. They've got the Fling Cocktails. You can go up to the brew house in Kansas City. I think they're open now for, for tours and such, so maybe you can check that out. So Boulevard has been with us for a couple years, and they have definitely been a part of this show, and Peter has the right idea there. He needs a Tank 7. Always a good idea. I think we had a few people tonight who maybe busted into the Tank 7 before the show started. I feel like maybe that's possible. Um but I've still got a column to write and some closing thoughts to write. And we got a bunch of stuff to do tomorrow. We got video of Drinkwitz to put up. So I appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate Boulevard being a part of the show. And um, we'll be back streaming with Mitch on Monday. Until then, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, Missouri, one and one. They lost to Kentucky tonight. I'm going to assume that you know that.
If you don't, now you do. And I just went off the screen, so it's time to go.